It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Playground Rules featuring Arik and Herb. My name is Herb, and I'm joined by my uh, very good friend, Arik. Hey. How are you doing, Arik? I'm doing well. Well, actually, I'm a little stressed. I leave for a trip tomorrow, and uh, so I'm I'm getting this in under the wire. But I'm I'm you know I'm not I'm not a good uh, last minute trip person. I get a little stressed right before I leave. I don't think anyone listening to this cares about your personal life, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly not yet. They don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. But uh, we're, uh, well, I hope everything goes well, and I hope thank you have you. a great trip. Ah, oh, thank you. Anyway. Uh, what we're uh, doing here is uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about basketball. Basketball? A sport that we both love uh, very much. Yes. I don't think we'd be friends if it wasn't for basketball. Oh, no, definitely not. I think there's no yeah. question about that. But, yeah, you know, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of basketball stuff out there, and a lot of it's really great. Um, but it's also uh, kind of samey. There's a lot of uh, podcasts that are very, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of people uh, kind of – Spouting advanced metrics and kind of towing the uh, NBA party line, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just uh, we think we can maybe uh, contribute something a little different that uh, hopefully people enjoy listening to. That's right. That's absolutely right. That's where that's our goal, anyway. You know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so typically, uh, we plan on having some sort of an agenda, but we just <laughs> want to do a, a an episode zero. You know, a little getting to know you. Um, do you uh, want to tell the people a little bit about yourself, Eric? In oh, sure. Terms basketball, of basketball. Wise. Yeah, basketball. Yeah. Like, like you pointed out, they don't care particularly about my personal life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I uh, I am from Seattle. So, um, you know, that sucks for me. Uh, basketball wise, I grew up, you know, a fan of the Sonics, uh, but also just a fan of basketball, and um, that was largely because the Sonics were not particularly good for a long period of time but in the Mm. 90s obviously we had super exciting seasons with um george carl and gary payton and and sean camp before it all fell apart detlef shrimp um etc etc yeah um and then briefly a blip in 2005 with ray allen and richard lewis that was a really fun team we won the northwest division but um you know since uh since 2007 2008 and the uh, purchase and subsequent relocation of my beloved Supersonics. I've been an NBA uh, widow for for a bunch of years. I tried to find solace in the arms of hockey, um, which I do enjoy. But there's obviously also not a team in Seattle. Uh, the baseball was pretty much a non-starter because the Mariners have been awful forever, and mm. the Seahawks were were really good. But which was great, and I'm definitely a Seahawks fan. But football is not uh, uh, really a passion of mine. So at least not in the way basketball is. So I've been kind of uh, working my way back into the league. You know. I'm, Kind of rooting for the Trailblazers, although I feel a little conflicted because obviously that was a rivalry back in the day. Uh, yeah. I live in the Bay Area and hate the Warriors, which of course we'll get into as time goes on. Um, but yeah, so my my basketball interest has become really one of uh, following the league and the sport, and obsessively following attempts to bring the uh, Sonics back to uh, Seattle, which undoubtedly we will touch on on this show whenever anything newsworthy uh, occurs. Um, yeah, and we're we're gonna have to find a way to agree on what's newsworthy. Because... <laughs> You tend saying, to talk about this a lot. You're saying intimate details of Seattle city process is not interesting. <laughs> uh, how dare you suggest such a thing? So, uh, Herb, why don't you why don't you do the same thing? Talk about your basketball life. Yeah, well, uh, 
I grew up in New England, and uh, really growing up, I, I, uh, you know, I would have told you that I liked basketball, but I didn't really follow it that closely. Um, it was more just a, sort of a, a something that we were all into uh, for starters jackets and uh, cool T-shirts and stuff like that. It wasn't really until I lived in Vermont. Uh, I met some friends that were really passionate about basketball and uh, started watching it. And, and I just, uh, God, what can I say? I love the sport. I really enjoy watching it. Um, I'm a, a Celtics fan, uh, but I also am just sort of a fan of the league in general. Uh, it's it's comings and goings. Uh, this past few years have not been great um, during the rebuild, but it looks like we've got a pretty uh, formidable team this year. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to having a reason to uh hopefully speak about them uh, and what we uh, intend to be a podcast that's sort of generally about basketball and not, uh, not the teams that we're fans of. We're not just going to talk about the uh, hypothetical Sonics and uh, Celtics <laughs> all day. Um, no, we're not. We're, this is not the uh, uh, sports guy, uh, Seattle and sports guy, Boston. There's already one of those. So don't yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't want to emulate that, you know, uh, not, not that it's not enjoyable. No, but no, but it already you know, exists. So. That's what not what we're doing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is a really kind of a fun time to start a podcast like this because there's uh, so much turnover in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the play style has changed uh, a lot, you know, in the last five years or so. We really kind of are in this new era of basketball, and now we've got all these new, new look teams, and it kind of feels like a like a little bit of a restart. So, what better time to uh, to kind of uh, uh, start uh, talking about it? Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting time where we we've seen you know I think for you know when we were kids growing up on basketball you know it was very much like a, uh, you had the face of your franchise and the city that you lived in and you know they moved sometimes Barkley to the Suns and things like that but largely you know you you fell in love with a guy and 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 he was there and and then you know yeah, you rooted for him for like ten years you know yeah and now we've seen you know this this uh, huge uh, tilt towards empowerment of players and player movement and so we live in this totally new world where you know i mean it is a little bit more like rooting for laundry but there's a lot of fun with that too because you can you can get into the building aspects of your team and things like that but it's a differently definitely a different era where you know you build up a guy like paul george if you're from indianapolis and yeah really really believe in him and then one day he's just gone it's also uh we're in an age where there really is sort of a talent arms race you know Um, absolutely would not have had all the movement that you had this past off season if if the Warriors hadn't turned into a uh, super team last year. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the uh, you think the uh, NBA PA is uh, regretting their opposition to cap smoothing at this point? Uh-huh. Um, Probably I don't not. Know. Actually, I think a lot of I think I think players. Uh, I think there were some players who are all about winning, um, but I think for the most part, these guys are businessmen, and I think uh, there's uh, you know a lot of the players are sort of coming out um, on top. In this in in this post warriors era, uh, you know the uh, the concept of of team loyalty, which is was you know silly to begin with, but uh, I, th- I think uh, fans are a lot more sympathetic to the idea of uh, uh, the, players moving and, and finding the best. Yeah, it is the business era, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not to say that when uh, Gordon Hayward plays in Salt Lake City for the first time, uh, <laughs> they, they aren't going to boo him. No, but that's was, what you—that's that's what you do. I was in Salt Lake City when that trade went down. And oh, let me wow, tell you, okay. they were not happy. Yeah, really? That's oh for the summer league thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I went in Salt, summer league. Uh, the summer that was a lot of fun. Well, you know, I'm trying to take uh, 
I'm learning from my my fiance. She's from Germany, and so her family's all Bundesliga fans, which is a league notoriously top heavy with teams, you know. And so they've been trying to kind of teach me like how how do you exist in a league, you know, in a world where your team probably isn't going to win. Right. Yeah. And certainly in the NBA, that was always the case. We all just kind of denied it. Right? I mean, the history of the league, more than half the teams in the league have never won a championship. Right. Yeah, so- I think that's a, a really good point. Um, you know, uh, as much as it feels, you know, the league is a lot more top heavy right now. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about the Warriors in a second. But realistically, uh, for 80 percent of basketball fans, it's not hugely different. You know, it's not like uh you know, and the Celtics in the '90s never had a shot of of winning a title, um, regardless of of whether it was the the Bulls dominating the entire decade or if it had been slightly more competitive. Uh, they, along with a lot of the rest of the league, were just kind of always hanging out in the in the gutter or in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, no one. I mean, it has just always been a star league more than any other sport. I mean, this is not news. Like, you know, you only have five players on the court, so if you don't have LeBron or Curry or Durant or a couple of other guys, you don't really have a shot. But what I'm trying to, what, what I'm learning is that, you know, there, there's a lot. And I think maybe the leagues need to wise up to this and add some more things you can win. But, you know, what European soccer does really well is incentivize uh, enjoyment of a season, even with the knowledge that you're not going to win. Yeah, people uh, people seem to, in those in those kind of sports, they can take away, there's a lot of victories to be had. It's not just about uh, uh, being the last team standing. There's a lot of uh, uh, milestones along the way that are very meaningful and very exciting to fans of that sport. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that's just to be had in basketball, you know. Um, I, I, I sort of disparaged the Celtics uh, uh, over the last few years, but I also, to be honest, really enjoyed those seasons watching um, – individual players improve watching Brad Stevens come into his own as a coach, um, and, uh, and overachieving, you know, uh, those seasons were really fun. And I never realistically thought we had a chance of, of making any noise in the playoffs or, or a lot of those years, even making the playoffs at all. But, you know, if you love basketball, um, it's fun to watch even crappy teams sometimes, you know, there's, there's enjoyment to be had. Yeah. I think you make a really good point. I think the, the real trouble is when you have a team like the Orlando Magic, say, where there's really very, there's no direction, there's nothing to hang your hat on, none of the draft picks have really landed all that well, you know what I mean, where you don't know where the franchise yeah. is going, there's nothing. At I least mean, if you're a, a Knicks fan, you've got Kristaps Persingas to root exactly. for. Exactly. You know, not to, to disparage the, the players on the Magic, but they don't really have a, an obvious uh, error to the franchise right now. No, oh, nor any direction. I mean, you, you can get on board with the youth movement. You can get on board with something, you know, the process in Philly, whatever it is. Yeah. You need something to hang your hat on and say, okay, we're building towards something. And, you know, the reality is even if you're building towards something, you know, this Celtics team has been building something for a few years. They may still never win a championship. I mean, like you could have been building everything you wanted in the 90s and unless you were the uh, – you know the the Pistons, the Bulls, or the or the Rockets, or I guess the Spurs. You weren't winning anything, right? That's four out of thirty teams. I mean, they, I know yeah. all thirty yeah. weren't there, but you know, you get my idea. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the elephant in the room because I feel like this <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be something that comes up uh, a lot over the course of the season. Yeah. Or maybe we just won't talk about it because we're sick of hearing about them. But yeah. obviously. You know, the Warriors are in a, a 
position to just completely uh, dominate the league, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, uh, you said earlier you you hate them. Um, <laughs> why don't you talk a little bit more about that? What what is it about this team that you hate, and uh, and why? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I should mention, like I said, I'm from Seattle. I live in the Bay Area. And when I moved down here, uh, I actually really enjoyed the Warriors. They were kind of scrappy. They weren't really doing anything. I was here for the We Believe season with mm-hmm. Baron Davis and uh, Jason Richardson and stuff. And that was great. And you could go to the games for, you know, 10 bucks, And it was just, you know, a way to see basketball. And then, of course, after the Sonics left, I was kind of flailing around and and uh, briefly flirted with the idea of being a Warriors fan. Not that seriously, because, again, rivalries and such. But, um, yeah. but you know, and I even really enjoyed the first uh, championship. Uh, not the first they've had in franchise history, but the first one with Curry and Thompson and those guys. Because it was a team built uh, in, an, in a cool way. They had so much talent. They were so much fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I was a fan, but, but I, was, I really enjoyed that team. But, yeah. um, you know... And I, I really want to be careful how I talk about this because I think this gets misconstrued a lot. Yeah, and, this, this has been endlessly litigated yes. in, uh, in sort of the public sphere. And it seems that the I've, – I, I've never really heard anyone kind of uh, say this in a way that I find uh, kind of to be a satisfying summation of what exactly – what actually this team represents in modern basketball. Please yeah, continue. so I'm going to try and fail as well. But, um, okay. you know, Kevin Durant – who I love from his days on the Sonics and mourned in Oklahoma city. And maybe someday I'll tell the story of the one time I came into contact with him, but, um, uh, he, he made a choice and is that he, uh, was the trial over. Are you allowed to talk about that? Now? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm okay. I think it's okay. Now. Um, that he made a choice and he made a choice that was 100% his to make. And uh-huh. no one can judge him personally in my opinion, for making whatever choice makes the most sense for him, his family, his future, his career, whatever he wants to achieve. He's a person. He's an yeah. employee. You should be allowed to pick where you want to work. Kevin so, Durant, the human being, can do whatever he can wants. Do whatever he wants. And yeah. this podcast, or at least I, and I think you as well, have no problem with that. Now, what Kevin Durant's actions did was to make basketball, for me, demonstrably less fun. Uh-huh. So in my opinion, he made basketball less good he made it worse at least for last season probably this season and moving forward it's just not as it i don't like the fact that there's this one team that is so overwhelmingly stacked and so it just for me just for me as a fan of the sport i wish he would have made a different choice i don't mean he needed to stay in oklahoma city he could have gone to another team i don't really care what he did but going to the warriors was the least good path forward in my opinion for basketball so, again, not faulting him or saying he did anything wrong, but just as a fan, I wish he had made a different choice because I just don't enjoy basketball quite as much when the outcome of the season is so preordained. That sounds pretty reasonable to me. Well, thank you. Yeah. The funny thing is I think like I think even for fans of the Warriors, it's not as fun because I, I live in the Bay Area as well. And uh, I, uh, I came here just after the We Believe era and – Enjoyed the sort of Monte Ellis-led uh, teams of the yeah, uh, absolutely the early uh, what do you call this decade? This isn't the odds <laughs> anymore. No, this is the teens. The early well, it wasn't the teens yet. Well, oh, whatever. No, I think it's the, that's the odds then. Two thousand well, to two thousand nine is the odds. What is about two thousand ten, eleven, twelve? That's the teens. But teens starts at thirteen. No, I understand that, but I mean, if you're talking about like the, I think that's what they. Uh, you know what? We don't know. 
All right. Well, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that era of the Warriors a lot. And, and like you, uh, I enjoyed the uh, the first uh, Steph, uh, Andre, Clay uh, championship. Um, and people in the city really enjoyed that uh, a lot. There was uh, so much excitement. You, you could, I mean, I watched games at Whole Foods, uh, you know, where it was just completely packed and <laughs> everyone was just glued to the TV. Basketball hotbed uh, Whole Foods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reacting to every, reacting to every little, uh, every basket, every defensive stop, you know, people flipping out. And uh, man, last year, like, it just wasn't exciting. Like, they lost one game. Uh, there weren't any series that people seemed to get that excited about. This is all anecdotal, you know, and I know there are exceptions to this, but uh, that, that, tangible energy and that tangible excitement just wasn't there anymore. And, you know, people watched the finals, I think, and were pretty engaged because it's the finals. And at that point, you, you know, you're just excited to see your team win, but the, uh, there was no real adversity for this team, uh, last year. Um, and there could well not be much adversity for them this year. And it's just, you know, it's, it's not compelling. You know, the, uh, there's this arguments, uh, out there about, you know, we'll just enjoy beautiful basketball. You know, we're so lucky to watch this team just play beautiful basketball because there's so much talent. And uh, I just, I, I don't subscribe to that at all. I think it's really boring, you know. I th- no, the motion offense spurs of a couple years ago, that was beautiful basketball. Yeah. That was, that was a group of people coming together and being greater than the sum of their parts, whereas the Warriors only are as good as the sum of their parts, I think, in a lot of ways because their parts are so good. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I, you know, I see the distinction that you're making. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I would even uh, make that distinction myself. I think just, uh, uh, you know, there was a game. Uh, I'm trying, you know, Clay Thompson hit some ridiculous milestone in the regular season, and uh, I, uh, I'm struggling to remember it because, as you'll you'll find that Ark and I are just regular people, <laughs> with, uh, you know, adequate basketball memories, but not uh, not superhuman. We're not the best in the biz, no. but he hit some scoring milestone or something like that. And, uh, you know, which is kind of like, who cares? Like, uh, you're not, you're playing with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and, you know, defenses don't know what to do against you guys. Like, it's just seems, it's not like Kobe Bryant scoring 81 points with the Lakers when, you know, you, you would really kind of struggle Smush to name Parker. a player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just a difference in those achievements, you know. There's not. It's yeah. not just about. It's not just about the points scored, you know. There's a. There's a context, you know. Context matters, Eric. Context matters, and uh, absolutely. Yeah, with this team, it's just. Uh, it's just. It's just a big fat bummer, you know. I. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't like to use the word hate, but uh, I think uh, you know. I'd go so far as to say as uh, I. I really can't stand watching this team. Um, and uh yeah of course i meant sports hate everyone understands that but i should we should I get that we should get <laughs> i'm glad you know that i don't hate or wish ill on any of the people on that team uh and and i will say that i think this year at least you know last year was was bleak but i think this year uh and you know one of the reasons we're starting this podcast this year is because there's just so much other stuff to go on this is going to be i think a yeah. really really fun regular season and okay maybe the finals are a foregone conclusion and by the way maybe they're not injuries happen Upsets happen, all those kind of things happen, but yeah. barring things that are... Kevin Durant looks like he might be uh, on the verge of a nervous breakdown. 
Yeah. So, barring things like that, the Warriors will likely win the championship again. We'll see if we're eating crow in nine months. But um, it is uh, it is just a much more compelling regular season. I think that we will see – there are so many, as you said, new-look offenses, new-look teams. There's so much movement. There's this arms race to try to at least come close to where the Warriors are at. That should be really interesting. There's a lot of different approaches that have been taken to building teams. There's a lot of – uh, there's just a lot going on, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about as we try to. So, in the keeping of kind of what we were saying about European soccer leagues and stuff, I think what one of the things we're going to try to do on this show is to embrace the regular season, embrace the what makes that great, and, and find you know fun things to, to to care about and talk about, and get into that. And really, we're not so focused. I think you and I on on the big picture, at least not right now. Yeah, I I I uh, completely agree. Yeah, and and I think we'll be talking a little bit more in broad strokes because we're not going to have a, a bunch of spreadsheets in front of us all the time. No, um, no we're not. But yeah, this the big picture in the sense of who's going to win the whole thing. Uh, that's probably not as interesting this year. Um, but there, that doesn't mean that there's not a lot of really exciting narratives, and uh, we're going to go out and find them. But I do want to go back for a moment before oh, sure. we put please. Before we put the Warriors things to bed, and I really hope that we don't end up talking about this team too much because <laughs> they're really, really boring. Yeah. Um, just the uh, just quickly want to talk about this, like some of the false narratives around this team. There's oh, this sure. weird, there's this weird thing where uh, you know I'm I'm a conspiracy theorist with this stuff. It's almost as if this <laughs> is is all coming from down on high, but it seems like uh, you know, for example, when uh. uh Isaiah Thomas was traded from the Celtics uh, uh, like a month ago. Uh, a lot of people came out and said, well, now you can't really be mad at Kevin Durant. Looks like Kevin Durant was right. There was never any such thing as loyalty. It is a business. And it's like, I I thought that was so dumb because I, I know, like, I hated Kevin Durant's choice um, despite his uh, total right to make it. Uh, I, I thought it made the league a lot worse, and it, it had nothing to do with loyalty, you know? Yeah, I think the average fan today understands that teams don't have loyalty to the players. Players shouldn't have loyalty to the teams. The fans get caught in the middle. I mean, it's exactly the same as your job. Like, you know, you, the company is, is, is hurting. They're going to let you go. You know, they're not going to care that you put in this this time, and and the same in reverse. There's just no fans of that, right? So because yeah. of the fan loyalty is where this gets confused. But I don't think anyone was saying Kevin Durant owed it to the Thunder to stay. Uh, I don't even like saying the word, but owed it to the Thunder <laughs> to stay in Oklahoma City. I, I I certainly wasn't saying that. You weren't saying that. I really never even heard that. All I heard was, you know, uh, it would be cool if he didn't go form a super team. You know, in the same way that the first year that that LeBron. It was in Miami. I mean, I could not have rooted harder against that team, along with virtually all of America, right? Yeah. Like, I, we were all last, Dallas Mavericks fans for a year. That was the last truly great finals, I think. That Dallas Heat finals from almost 10 years ago was uh, oh, just wow. such a blast. Yeah, yeah, it was so great. It was like we had a real villain, and mm-hmm. and LeBron really embraced. And a real a real underdog oh, yeah. in, in the Mavericks. A and real everyone underdog. loves Dirk Nowitzki and, you know— that was a great team, and everyone kind of wanted to see them win. Everyone wanted to see Dal- uh, Mark Cuban get the. I was we were a little robbed because I wanted to see uh, David Stern hand the trophy to Mark Cuban, and then they gave it to the original owner. But whatever. That would have been nice, yeah. Yeah, but I, you, you know, I think that uh, the the I absolutely agree. False narrative. Mm-hmm. The other uh, false narrative uh, that I'd quickly like to address with this team is the idea that they're. Uh, 
an, in a, another in a line of these sort of recent super teams that we've seen. Um, just to make it really clear where I'm coming from, uh, this this team is uniquely stacked with talent. They're not really comparable to the Miami Heat, uh, the you know the LeBron super teams of the last few years, who I also did not like and who I also uh, rooted against, um, except for last year when I found myself uh, not Rocking really a hard rooting. Place. Yeah, not really rooting for anyone. Um, no, I just want it to be over. But this is different. You have at least three, uh, arguably four, top ten NBA players uh, on the same team. Um, that's just just totally different. You know, as good as as good as some of the super teams that we've seen uh, over the last few years have been. There's there's never really been anything quite like this in the league, and that's that's why it's just kind of so hard uh, to enjoy. No, I think we've always seen either. Uh, uh, one of the following things: either teams assembled a cast of names that sound insane, but it's Carl Malone and Gary Payton long past their primes, right? yeah. And so you've got a quote unquote super team, but no one. It's White Howard and Steve Nash to the Lakers, exactly. Uh, yeah. Those kinds of things, or even you know, you could argue some of the teams coming up this year. But uh, or yeah. you've seen things like LeBron, Chris Bosh, and and Wade, which I think are probably the closest equivalent, except that, first of all, there was no fourth guy, and second of all, they had no depth, right? That, yeah. that team, especially the first year, that team was made of cast-offs. I mean, the, the Warriors added Kevin Durant and gave up almost nothing. And, you know, I don't know how you uh, how you would rate Kevin Durant and Seth Curry. I mean, it seems to me like Kevin Durant is clearly the better player, although there's stuff that Steph can do that's you know, no one in the history of the league has ever been able to do. But they're both top just five. I mean, you completely know. transcendent basketball players. Dwayne Wade, as good as he was, there was there was a bigger drop off from LeBron to By Wade Chris Bosch. and Bosch. Yeah. yeah, who was great, but I mean, and, and you know, he was, but he was the Draymond Green of that team, right? I yeah. mean, he was he was clearly the he would have been the fourth best guy. You know, they didn't have anyone. They had one transcendent superstar. They did not have two. So anyway, yeah. but that's that's out of our system. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for bearing with us. We hate the Warriors. We think they're really boring, yeah. and uh, we don't really want to talk about them a whole lot. And uh, we don't really want to hear about uh, loyalty or super teams or anything like that. They're all tired, false narratives. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about more interesting things. You know, I mean, if the Warriors do something crazy. Or something happens. I mean, we're going to do this show, what were you saying, weekly? We're going to try? Yeah, so, we're going to try for once a week. Yeah, so there will be times we talk about the Warriors because they'll come up. Things will happen. But yeah. I think our goal is to try to find you know other things to talk about, um, maybe highlight you know lesser uh, things that are not being talked about as much. Although, again, we're not professionals, so you know we'll see what we find. But you know, try to have a perspective that we hope is interesting or you know different or adds some value to people's lives. Yes, that's all we're really here for. It's just adding value to people's lives. I was just here to have a fun conversation with my friend <laughs> once a week, you know, now that we don't live down the street from each other. <laughs> I know. <what> <laughs> um, so just to, to talk just a little bit more, because we've sure. been going for about a half hour. That's pretty good for an episode episode zero. I but, think uh, so, yeah. Just quickly, uh, uh, what what are you uh, what are you looking forward to this coming season in terms of uh, uh, teams, uh, players, uh other situations like what what are you looking forward to oh man that is a great question there's so much i mean the obvious answers are you know the new look rockets the new look timberwolves the new look uh 
um, Thunder. Thunder, clearly, yeah, uh, and all of those things. But on top of that, I'm really excited to see, you know, Ben Simmons uh, in 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 Philly, who's kind of getting lost in this Markel Fultz stuff. It's like, yeah, there's yeah. still last year's potential top rookie will finally play. Um, and he's looked fantastic in the preseason. He really has, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, to see if the what the Bucks are gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think that's really interesting. I'm looking forward to see if the if if for my semi team, the Blazers, if the hype at the end of last season uh, is real or if that was just, you know, sort of the dregs of the season. Can they continue? Can they get a better start to the season? Because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. been the, the, the problem the last couple of years. Um, I'm excited to uh, see a bunch of different rookies. You know, your guy in Boston is, is interesting. Boston, of course, is, as well. Very new look. That should be really interesting. I think yeah. Brad Stevens, we both agree, is a top couple coach. I'm really excited to see how what the Spurs do. Uh, they're going to start with some real behind the eight ball with some injury problems. Uh, you know, it would be interesting to see how Pop responds. And also how now that the league has kind of cracked down on the resting of players, what does Pop do next? You know, he was yeah. obviously a big proponent of that. Um, but there's, I mean, I don't know if there's a market... Uh, in the NBA, even including Golden State, that doesn't have something uh, really interesting. I mean, obviously, there's the uh, Lonzo Ball stuff, and the what's the other yeah. kid? What's the other kid's name who might even be better than Ball in the Lakers? Oh, uh, the guy that they got from uh, Brooklyn, or whose rights they got from Brooklyn. I can't remember yeah, his name. I can't but, remember uh, his name either. We'll try fantastic. to be better prepared <laughs> for at least. This that is why we're crappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that guy's that that stuff is really interesting to me. So yeah, I don't know. I think that there's there's hardly a corner of the league. I, I really feel like the league is in sort of. Other than the competitive balance aspect, uh, below the sort of top tier, there's just so much interest. There's so many things. Even even the 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 the, the Cavaliers, like what's going to happen there? You know, I, yeah. Isaiah Thomas isn't coming back. Dwayne Wade, I don't know if you saw this. Dwayne Wade was named as the fifth starter today over J.R. Smith. Oh my God! Yeah, and Tyrone Lue was asked. Uh, Tyrone Lue was asked why, and he said, "I just wanted to do it," <laughs> which is just the worst answer. <laughs> That that's crazy did, did you see the other piece of uh breaking news from right before we started recording oh, the uh, contract for joel Embiid. yeah yeah that's wild Oof. he's played what that 30 is, uh, something games yeah, yeah. He's a beast. and 48 million over five years for yeah, a guy there's, that's there's played. rumors that uh the contract is extremely complicated uh and that I, I a lot of that so. yeah a lot of that, it has to be tied to something he's just too much i mean you know this is this is like amari stoudemire un Unsure to the next <laughs> stuff. I mean, I love Embiid. I think he's an absolute beast when healthy. But you know, Embiid when healthy. You know, as Simmons likes to say, that might become his uh, his legal name. <laughs> you know. But so yeah, what I, about you? What what else are you excited about? Well, I, obviously, first and foremost, I, I'm just really looking forward to the Celtics team. Of course, uh, I I uh, loved last year's team, and it was kind of sad to see it get blown up. But uh, Gordon Hayward and, and Kyrie Irving are just both like bona fide stars players. Uh, they're they're both so talented, um, and I think having a having them play with a guy like Al Horford is a, a really really great uh, uh, kind of top three, big three as as they like to say. As um, they do like to say. Yeah, and then there's a lot of uh, yeah, there's a lot of kind of like fun pieces there. So it's going to be really fun to to see if that team can kind of gel and 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 get something going. But uh, yeah, um, with so much turnover, there is. There's just a lot of like interesting situations in the NBA this year, both uh, with teams that might make a push, like your uh, Rockets and your Thunders and uh, your Celtics, and also some of the teams that have been traditionally just sort of really boring and stagnant. Like you know, the Kings are kind of interesting. The Kings year. are very interesting. Yes, I are agree. they? Are they going to win a championship? There's a zero percent chance of that. <laughs> but. <laughs> but we don't sort of have to watch them run back this thing that they've been running back, you know, for the last six seasons or whatever it is. That's become really uh, 
sort of uh, familiar and uncompelling, you know. The Knicks finally are out from under, you know, the Carmelo contract, and now they have their uh, their young stud, and they've got a vision of the future, and and uh, that's going to be fun to watch. It's not going to go anywhere because that team is cursed and will never be good. <laughs> but it's no, still- but you've got that the Pelicans. You know, the, the, what the heck yeah. are they doing with Rondo and Drew Hill Holiday? What are they doing with Drew Hill? Drew Holiday? What are they doing with DeMarcus and and Anthony Davis? Is Anthony Davis getting traded? Is he staying? All these kinds of things. There's Rondo is this like cool uh, kind of sort of you know, it's, it's becoming close to a point where we can call him a has-been. It's been a while since he's had has had a super impactful season, although he was quite quite good for two postseason games last year. But uh, even as his sort of talents diminish, um, he's still just so much fun to watch because he is a, a, a superlative passer. Obviously, there's no one really quite like him uh, uh, in in his passing ability, and he's just such a personality. You know, it's not always not always in a positive way, but it's <laughs> always really fascinating to watch. You know, he's just he's just got such strong character. Um, you know, like when he called out uh, Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler last year. That takes a lot of balls to do something like that. <laughs> and yeah, Rondo has a, a Sam Cassell All Star. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't I can't wait to see you know what happens in that situation. Uh, yeah. So there's and, this is the just some of the, there's so many of these. The, yeah, you know, and and hopefully we'll find ones even in. I mean, you know, I there's think every probably, team. there's probably about thirty of these. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Yeah, you know, I'd I'd ask you like, what is what which team is going to be the most boring to watch this year? But that's obviously harder to uh, recall. On Charlotte the Hornets. Hey, Dwight Howard. You know, they're pretty good, <laughs> but then they've got that that Dwight factor. I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Well, but the problem with Charlotte, and I'd be very happy to be proved wrong. Uh, but the problem with Charlotte is that they're not great and they're not terrible, and so they're just uh-huh. going to be competently boring, is what I assume. They'll yeah, win a bunch of games like, and the future is make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and, and six seed, seven seed, eight seed. Seven. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just don't see them. They're just you know somebody like the Magic are just going to be or or the the uh, the Suns or the Nets. Some of these teams that are really bad, the Hawks. Right. Uh-huh. There's there is beauty and interest and fun in the tragedy. Right. There's there's the, the train wreck of some of these teams and, and, and what ends up happening. And someone's going to overachieve and someone's going to underachieve. But if you if you say right now, you know, a week out, something like that, two weeks, who's the most likely to be boring? It's for me, it's probably Charlotte. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I would say uh, for me, it's probably it is the magic. I can't think of a team off the top of my head that I just seems kind of like, you know, I don't really know what you would point to as the the fun new narrative there. Um, it just kind of looks like they're it's going to be very similar to last year, which is a, a an aggressively just just slightly below mediocre team. That they have some young players that I enjoy at least learning about, you know, the Mario Hazonias, the Alfred Paytons. I mean, I'm at least intrigued. At least Alfred Payton has cool hair, you know. Hazonia's great. Payton does have great hair. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Aaron uh, Gordon. One, one last question. Sure. Before we uh, before we let you go on your fascinating trip, which I'm sure our listeners can't wait to hear all about uh, next week, <laughs> uh, of of all these uh, teams that we have, uh, these kind of new look teams that are supposed to be a threat to the Warriors, you know, you know the the I guess the big ones are the Rockets, the Thunder, uh, the Celtics. These teams that have taken these uh, apparent really big steps forward. Um, which one do you think is the most likely to be a bust. Do you see anything that, uh, and I know 
we all know that you hate the Thunder. So try to try to use a clear mind here because they're they're probably in that conversation too. Do you think that any of them seem seem more likely to kind of underachieve? Because one of them will. One of them undoubtedly will. Uh, to me, I'm looking towards Houston. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, and I could be a hundred percent wrong, but you know you got some big personalities there. We're already seeing some weird mini turmoils. I mean, I don't know that this James Harden, Kevin McHale thing is anything that matters, given that McHale's not there anymore. But Yeah, it seems like a lot of noise. But, you know, Chris Paul is a very intense personality, and uh-huh. he's played a very specific style of basketball for a long time, and it, I don't know that it's really D'Antoni-style basketball. And you've got kind of a, a an interesting collection of players there, but I'm not sure. I mean, we'll have to see how they gel. You know, partially it's just that I really do not enjoy watching James Harden play basketball. And it does not look like a style of basketball that would be fun to play with to me. Uh-huh. So I, I wonder about that. You know, obviously the, the Thunder are, are a strong con- contender. But I, if, you know, I can see the narrative of how they can succeed, right? Paul George, defensive stopper, second bucket getter. Mello is Olympic Mello and mostly facilitates and recognizes that could go horribly wrong. Obviously if he goes into, I'm still Carmelo Anthony mode, but um, you know, I, I think they have a better chance of succeeding to be honest with you than the, than the, the thunder do. But I don't know. What do you think? Who's I, and I don't, I'm, I'm not at all worried about the Celtics. Uh, Kyrie Irving so far has been doing everything you'd want him to do. Gordon Hayward by all accounts is just a incredibly nice guy who has played for Brad Stevens before. Um, yeah. You know, I think that there's a lot more chance, you know, obviously that's going to be a, a huge challenge, but Stevens is a, as we said, probably a top two or three coach in the NBA. And I think that I put him at number one, I put him not at number one, but uh, you know, maybe number two or three. Um, I think Greg Popovich gets number one until someone rips it away from him. But uh, so, yeah, but so, you know, I'm not that worried about them, but I would say it's either going to be the Rockets or the Thunder. And that's not really a controversial suggestion, but I'm leaning towards the, uh, the Rockets. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. I mean, Chris Paul's getting a little older, and uh, he's seems like a guy that's really hard to play with. Um, it's kind of funny. Like a couple years ago, James Harden was playing with Dwight Howard, who people really hate playing with, but for completely different reasons. So oh, yeah, uh, absolutely, all of a sudden they're pairing him with this other star player who's kind of known to be. Uh, 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 difficult in a, a completely different way, and it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how Harden reacts to that and, and how they're going to be able to play together. No, nonetheless, I think uh, I think uh, Steve Nash was a really inspired hire for that team. I thought um, I I generally agree with you that I don't like watching James Harden play the the kind of you know drawing all the fouls and the the just a lot of isolation is not the most exciting uh, basketball to watch, but they, there was something about that team last year that I did enjoy despite kind of generally not really liking that style. And, uh, uh, it'll be, it'll be fun to see what happens with that team this year. But I, I, I would agree with you that I think if, if any of these teams are going to kind of disappoint us, I, and if I had to choose one, um, as, as the most likely, I, I think they're the best candidate. I think ju- there's just, so much raw talent on the Thunder, and that seems to be the way that they're great. It's just kind of like just hammering just pure basketball talent against uh, other teams without really a, a lot of uh, vision or, or art. Um, and uh, the, the Celtics, I yeah, I just think they're in really good shape. I think uh, the there's 
there's just way too much intelligence among the coaching staff and the players and, and way too much vision for what they want to be for that not to, to come together um, over the course of the season. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of these teams start slow, although undoubtedly one of them will rip off some kind of streak. But, like, you know, it, 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 I think there's this, we could call it a false narrative as well, but I don't know if, it, if anyone's really talking about it, but I think there's this idea that, you know, you just get a bunch of great basketball players together and they show up at a park and they just figure it out. But, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not, this is, we're, they're playing at a really high level here, you know, and it requires a lot of cohesion. Some of these teams have had injuries in preseason that limit their ability to play together. I mean, anytime, you know, there's, if, if you're looking at a team to make a, a run early in the season, I would look towards continuity. You know, continuity yeah. wins you a lot of regular season basketball games. That's why the Raptors, for example, have been in the conversation for so many years is that those guys just know how to play together. I think there's some really hot starts from teams like the Raptors and the Wizards. Yeah. Um, teams teams that, that have kind of been right there for a few years now that are, are mostly the same as yeah, they, they have, have their core. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They just know, you know, Bradley Beal and John Wall know where they want to be on the floor. You know, Otto Porter as well and all those kinds of guys. So I think that uh, I think that. You know, it'll take a while with all these teams. It'll be really fun to to watch. That seems like a good place to stop for this preview episode. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of going on long. Um, uh, and this is uh, episode zero. We might not even post this one. Yes, yeah, but we probably will. Us. Yeah, we're yeah. we'll see. Uh, but yeah, man, um, I'm I'm looking forward to going on this journey with you. Uh, uh, NBA basketball is back, man. I couldn't be more excited. Um, uh, it's been I've I watched preseason games last week like they were playoff games i'm just so ready for the season to begin yeah i mean we've got this new 24 month or 24 month, 12 month uh, <laughs> nba season thing going where there really wasn't much of a break but personally for me and i think it's the same for you you know the drama is fun but the games are a lot more fun so it's just so great to have actual basketball coming back you know we've we've talked it all to death including us now for however long and uh, and now we're going to actually see what happens on the court. oh this is just this is my favorite part of the year you know because everything is completely hypothetical everything could go either way and a lot of uh, sports fans aren't really paying attention to basketball now so this is when we get this is when we get a leg up <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man you have a, a great trip thank you um, i hope you have a great time i hope it's uh, safe and enjoyable and uh yeah we'll uh, we'll revisit this uh conversation next week sounds good thank you very much